0: This is the BBC.
1: This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. This is a download from BBC Asian Network. For more downloads,
2: log on to the BBC Asian Network website. Rajan Pablo.
3: Hello there, Bollywood friends. Welcome to another entertaining podcast
2: from your Bollywood Kings, Rajan Pablo. This week is jam-packed with loads of superstar interviews as well as the latest gossip from the world of Bollywood, live and direct from Mumbai with Salila Acharya. We also spoke to former rock singer, now Bollywood star,
3: Aditi Singh Sharma, who's given us hits from Doom 3 and Roy. And she's revealed
2: some exclusive news about the IFAs. And as always Anupama Chopra tells us what we should be watching this bank holiday weekend. It's all about Wed's Manu returns. But how many stars did Anupama rate it? Talking about Wed's Manu
3: returns, the lead actor from the movie Madhavan revealed some real life secrets about actually being married, and Bollywood and Punjabi film star, Jamie Shergill talks about his role in the film and his love of American dramas. So
2: here's this week's filmy gossip and entertainment for your ears only. Now let's go over to Salil Acharya in Mumbai to get all the latest. Salil, how are you doing? Hello, I'm perfect. And what's been
3: happening in the big, big, bad world of Bollywood? What's happened with Salman Khan? He's on Dub Mash now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually the thing is with Salman Khan is, so he knows about trends that are happening, you know, because the way he is, but he somehow never comes in on his own. He needs to be introduced by someone. So he was introduced to Twitter by Arpita. I don't know who started him on Facebook. I think it was probably his manager. But now Sunakshi, so who, uh, you know, sometimes he makes a little fun of, but is very close to her, decided that Salman should be on dub smash. And so as a tribute to Shotgun, they did a little dub smash, which has gone completely viral. Not just because of what it is, but because of how Salman has performed it. He's A, got the lip sync absolutely perfect, as most people are not getting on Smash And B, he's jumping around and making those funny expressions. I love this guy, man. He's like the complete entertainer who doesn't think of himself as, like, Salman Khan. He just does whatever's required to keep the fans happy. And that's why I love it.
2: Salil, I'd like to see uh, you do it. Yes. So, if you get a bit of time, do <laughs> send it over. Um, let's talk about Kangana now. She's um, uh, having a great time with uh, uh, Tanu Manu Returns. Uh, but so much is being said about her tantrums.
4: Unbelievable amounts, you know. I'm I'm actually shocked. So, I'm sitting with the people who made the film. and I'll tell you on record right now. Apparently, it seems that the filmmaker Anand El-Rai says... I don't think I can ever make a movie again with her because it's just so difficult to handle a number of things that come with her. Do you know that she travels with 12 people? She has three managers, including her sister. She has a, a, a sometimes very absurd demands is what I'm hearing as well. And these are people who worked with Shah Rukh, Salman, Ritik Roshan. And they said it's, you know... Uh, Somehow, I don't know why she started doing this now, but I also did point this out to them, that she never did very big budgeted films earlier. Even if you go back in history and look at Queen, which is supposed to be a small film, even Tannu and Manu 1 was a small film, even Fashion was not the biggest film in which she wasn't the heroine. So yes, she's a great performer, she's part of the best actress that we have in Bollywood, but she's never worked with some really big stars. I remember a long time back, Sanjay Dutt had a big problem with her, and you know, in a film that she was doing in Mugda, And uh, she spoke out openly against the filmmakers. And then she didn't work in these big budget blockbusters for a long time. And now I know that she's making a big name for herself, but word spreads around really fast. And I think Kangana will have to take care of her attitude. Otherwise, you know how Gopinda went through hell for his attitude for a long Mm. time in spite of being the best performer? I think that's what happened with her.
3: But you know, with films like Queen and some of the other hits she's had, because they've been relatively small budget films, they've made an absolute fortune on Kangana's name.
4: Yes, it has. But the thing is, uh, you know, whenever you want to deal with an actor, you want to deal with their fantastic acting ability. You don't want to deal with the tantrums. That's a, that's why a lot of people sometimes don't want to work with the very big stars. That's why I say Varun Dhawan is brilliant. He's such a lovely guy. he just do anything that you ask him to do. And that's why this younger generation, even Arjun Kapoor, Siddharth Malhotra, all these guys, why is everyone wanting to work with them? A... Yes, they cost a little lesser, but they're also so easy to handle with. Why is Akshay Kumar still considered the best professional today? Because he still comes to work at 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, whenever you want him to. Amitabh Bachchan, sir, he's always there on time and never, ever delaying things. And, you know, never have any extra tantrums. So they've got to shed this uh, prima donna, you know, image of theirs if they are to survive for a long period of time. Because this is when it's becoming big for her. And this is what she wants to cash in on. So my advice to her is that she's got to be a little careful as far as being surrounded with the right kind of people.
2: Uh, well, never a truer word said, but as they say, time will tell um, whether she kind of uh, understands what's going on around her, because uh, there is quite a lot going on around her. But something that really, really surprised me was this big war between Sef and Farhan. Surely this is not true.
4: No, it is true, actually. Uh, Farhans actually sent him a notice that they want their $300,000 advance given back to them. Sef Ali Khan, I, I remember chatting with you guys about this a little earlier isn't the easiest person to deal with at times. You know, even after he worked in Hamshakals, he had to say things, you know, like, I don't know why I did this film and Karina had to come to defend him. And now he's chosen to work in certain kinds of films because he's a very forthright person and very upright person. Apparently, things weren't going too well between him and Ritesh. And because Ritesh is Farhan's partner, uh, the film that was supposed to take off with them, Chalu, is not happening. Uh, but there's always a time frame for a film to start. So Apparently, because of this huge animosity between the two of them, they ask for their money to be given back. And Saif, very rightly, as every actor should, if a film doesn't take off within a specified amount of time, the actor's allotted his date, so he doesn't, uh, he's not legally bound to send it back. It's just because the amount is a large amount doesn't mean that you can ask for it back. But Saif Ali Khan has also had this big reputation problem, and he went through this uh, for the last couple of years, which is why you haven't seen too much of him and not too great things written about him. So, you know, this is again, you need to be surrounded by the right kind of people, you need to make sure that you're not too big for your boots, no matter how big a star you are. And you have to understand that everybody around you is also working. And they're all professionals. So this war has become really big. And uh, I just hope that it doesn't escalate out onto uh, you know, a larger platform. But so far, it's all about money. It's the two crores that they want back from it.
3: Wow, a lot of money, a lot of money. Now, what is this all about, million Talkies, and the biggest casting shambles in Bollywood?
4: It's unbelievable. It's, I, I, I think it's, it's equal to what Shuddhi is. But now that Shuddhi has Varun Dhawan, <laughs> and Alia, but that, that sort of settled. Milan Talkies, if you remember, was going to be directed a long time back and produced by Ikta Kapoor and directed, I think, by Milan Luchi at that time, which was going to have Imran Khan in it. Because of the fallout that they had uh, between the two of them, uh, so Imran was replaced. Then get this, Varun Dhawan was uh, approached. He eventually said no. Siddharth Malhotra was approached. He eventually said no. Uh, Aditya Roy Kapoor had signed and was going to start filming, Then they also had a fallout. And because Ekta Kapoor is not the easiest person to work with. And Imran Khan had made statements like saying that I will never do a film with this production off again. But as is the case with Ekta Kapoor and her history of patching up with the actors, apparently they went at a party and Ekta really loves Imran Khan as a guy. And most people do. He's a very nice guy. It's just that he hasn't had success at the box office and I don't think that he's the best actor in the world as well. But Imran is working very hard with a uh, theater teacher in Delhi where nobody knows. He's working very hard. All the big actors, Deepak Dobriyal. Even Irfan Khan, everybody has gone to him, this gentleman they don't know about. It's not NSD, it's an actor. I think N.K. Sharma is his name. And now that he's agreed to come back in terms of acting, Iktar has opened him with a welcome arms and now apparently they're going to be making Milan Talkies again with Imran Khan.
2: Well, this film has been going on for so long. Um, <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, Salil, thank you very, very much for talking to us. Now, since making her debut in Dave D with the song Jiye Miri Zindagi,
3: there's been no stopping this powerhouse performer. Aditi Singh Sharma's given us hits like I'll Do The Talking Tonight, Rabta, Koi De, Pina Kalada, and of course, Thumachali And she's been riding high with super hit successes from Roy, Suraj Dubahe, and of course from Alone, Touch My Body. And we're privileged and honoured that this superstar singer joins us live from Mumbai. Aditi welcome to the rajan pablo show how are you darling
1: thank you so much pablo i'm very well and you guys have been rocking everybody's saturdays we just miss you guys here in india
2: oh we miss you too darling Uh, so i'll be seeing you very very soon uh, we hope so but firstly tell us what's been going on with you Uh, i mean last time we talked you know we were all celebrating the success of doom three doom machale doom everyone was loving it what's been what's happening since then
1: uh, well, I feel like December has been really lucky for me. Um, again, last year, December, I had two hits um, back-to-back, Touch My Body and Surajdu Dubai." Uh, within, like, they released, both of them released within a week. And then after that, I've just been, uh, you know, preparing for concerts. And then I've been doing these special costumes. And then I did a Mother's Day special, a tribute to my mom. Um, then I wore a Jennifer Lowe gown. So, so much has been happening. And um, I have a little birdie tell me that I'll be seeing you very soon next month sometime. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that.
3: Save here, save here. Now, like, tell us more, <laughs> more about, you know, like in the sense of like, you know, Roy and Alone. Did you expect them to be such super hits?
1: Oh my God, honestly telling you, I really didn't. I was just so excited about singing the songs because I, I love the songs, but I just did not expect like them to become such big chartbusters. Um, It's just been amazing. I mean, it's it's been going on till now. (laughs) Uh, And
2: uh, Ditty, I mean, how are you deciding what you're going to get involved with now? Because, you know, sometimes with um, a huge amount of success, there's responsibility of then either having the same level of success with the songs or kind of choosing projects that get bigger and bigger. So how do you decide?
1: I'm honestly telling you, I feel as playback singers, um, we don't have that much of a choice. You know, like, I can't, like, if you ask me today, like, what's going to be your next hit? I'm not going to be able to tell you. Or if you ask me, you know, whom are you working with next? Because I feel like we're in a kind of, um, we're in a kind of job where we're kind of dependent on someone else. Mm -hmm. By someone else, I mean a music director. So only when they call us or when they think of us. But yeah, I, my, um, my only amazing thing about my career, which I've loved, is that I've worked with almost everybody in the industry already i just have like a few names left um and i just think that's what keeps me going because you know you want to work with everybody that's how your work sounds different the songs sound different i'm not doing 10 songs with the same music director uh so yeah i'm just looking forward to see what's next and how is it going to be different
3: you know like i'm saying is ji had Madan mohan that was her favorite yes. and asha Bosley yes. ji had and um, the late great rd burman who is yes. your um music director that you connect with the most
1: in terms of connection, to be really honest with you, because I've spent most time with him and I, I also go with him on his tours, I think uh, Preetam would be that for me. Uh, because he gave me Zoom he gave me Gafka, he gave me um, Blame the Night. Uh, and if you remember when we went meant at IFA in 2013, mm. that performance, and then last year I performed with him there. And then the concert, and then, you know, I just feel like it all depends on the interaction. And also I think he's brought out the best in me in terms of versatility. Uh, so that way I would say him.
2: And uh, in terms of, uh, you've talked about music directors, but also yeah. voices go um, very hand-in-hand hand with stars. Yes. So in terms yes. of stars, uh, who would you like to do playback singing for that you haven't already? Yes.
1: I had four on my list. I had uh, Karina Kapoor, Katrina Kaif, uh, Deepika Padukone, and Priyanka Chopra. So the first two are done. I did have done like more than one big song for both, and the next two are left. So Deepika and Priyanka are left.
2: Well, if they're listening, hopefully yes, they'll them. be putting some pressure on the music directors. <laughs> Don't you worry, we'll get them for you, love. Don't you
3: worry. <laughs> so
1: t- <laughs> thank you, guys.
3: <laughs> a lovely one, darling. You know like you. Um, like how does a girl, right? You know, from India, stud- you studied in Russia, didn't you? Yes, I did for five years for five years. Whereabouts in Russia?
1: Um I was in Moscow for five years, so I did my kindergarten in Poland in Warsaw uh-huh. and then I did five years of um of like a pre middle school in Russia um, and then I've been traveling to Canada and, and I' been to the UK a few times. Uh, so it's been a really amazing world tour like as a child
2: <laughs> So, but then, then at what point <laughs> did you think, okay, I, I'm gonna do playback singing. I'm gonna go and do live concerts.
1: To tell you guys, honestly, I never thought about being a relax singer ever. Uh-huh. Because I spent almost all of my childhood abroad. Uh, and I had, it, like, we used to speak in Hindi, of course, at home. I'm sure you guys have the same yeah. thing. Mm. We all we used to speak in Hindi. But then, you know, when you have to sing in Hindi or when you have to converse at like that, that hardcore level. At that time, I used to get stuck with like, you know, accent, this, that, blah, blah, blah. So I used to. I just came back to India and I started performing with the bands, but I used to sing rock music and right. English music.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and I think that my credit to my career goes to Esan from Shankar Esan Loy because I think he pulled me in for the first recording with them. Um, and then the, after that, then Amit's song happened, and then one after the other stuff kept happening.
3: So you know, do you do riyaz? Did you do classical Indian training as well?
1: No, I don't. I my mom trained me in Indian classical when I was four years old, and I used to do Bharat Natyam. So I was a proper Indian, like, you know, amazing girl. And then I went abroad and it just all went down the drain. And it just, the, the, the coin flipped totally. Uh, so yeah, no more classical for me. But then I'm just trying to, I'm not even trying, but then honestly, I mean, as you guys know, because you guys listen to so much contemporary music, mm. you know, there's so many of us. Mm. There's so many playback singers these days, but the good thing is that everybody has their own style and they have their own, um, I mean, if you have your own style and if you can stick to it, I think that's what makes you stick out in the crowd.
2: Well, uh, Aditi, let's get your take on a few things, some music and some uh, latest Bollywood releases. Firstly, let's talk about music. You know that you said there are so many people out there. Uh, There's so many own stars. What's your take on Baby Doll?
5: Oh,
1: it's a nice song, and I'm sure when you guys listen to it, both of you have a few drinks and you start
2: dancing. (laughs) 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 Good response. Um, response. And what what, what was the last Bollywood movie you watched?
1: I just watched Piku last week. I fell in love with it. It's uh, it's just brilliant. Have you guys seen it?
2: Yes, it's magical. Deepika isn't it amazing? Yeah, it's It's a simple film, but it hits the right chords.
1: But you know, that's the, that's the thing that I think about. It's such a simple script. Like if, I, if you were to narrate me that film and the way you'd say it to me, I'd get bored. Mm. But because it's such a simple script and there's these three amazing actors on screen and there's not one dull moment in the film, I think that is extraordinary.
3: Okay. What it's, was it's the last amazing. time that you felt really, really ecstatically happy?
2: Uh, when I bumped into Pablo at Delhi airport. <laughs> 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 oh, yes, yeah, so I remember that. It was, uh, I, can't, I think it was a very early morning, wasn't it? Um, and yeah. you just finished Pablo. a concert. <laughs>
1: yeah, I finished the concert and you were just like, hey, it's so
2: nice to see you. Get out of my space. I need to call. <laughs> <laughs> um, And uh, finally, like you said, um, there are some award ceremonies going on. Um, you're going to be yeah. making your way down there?
1: I am going to be making my way down there, and I'm very excited because um, I'm sure I'll be bumping into you guys after or before mm. rehearsals. So we'll have our own outside the hotel time, maybe <laughs> for three and a half minutes.
2: <laughs>
3: well, but wait. The
1: thing that we really look forward to because I get to see all you guys, and um, you know it's just, it's just really nice.
3: So, how are you going to upstage your Jennifer Lopez dress?
1: Oh my God, that was amazing! Um, so there was this uh, uh, specific uh, company that had this uh, event, and the, um, the theme of the event was The Incredibles. So we thought about it, and because you know she did the title track of that movie, mm. and then she wore that huge gown, and I was just like, nobody has not like has done that here yet. So I wanted to wear that same gown. So we thought about it. It was a 20 feet long gown, um, and uh, I had to stand on like a ra- uh, on a raised bar. And then my gown was flowing all the way down and they were playing the visuals on my gown. It was it was actually
2: really amazing. Wow. So um, and uh, of course, we're talking about the IFAs, um, which are taking place um, next month, early next month. Uh, Are we going to are you going to pleasantly surprise us? Is there going to be something we can look forward to?
1: I am going to pleasantly surprise both of you, and I'm going to put you both on gunpoint because you'll have to come and watch it. (laughs) So um, the thing I'm excited about is this is going to be my third year in a row. Um, I feel very lucky.
2: Well, Aditi, can we say it's a pleasure talking to you. We look forward to seeing you. Thank you very, very much.
5: really enjoyed Tanu with Manu Returns Uh, and what I enjoyed the most and what I think um, keeps this film on its feet and keeps it soaring is uh, this is an incredible performance you know we of course all loved her in Queen we enjoyed Revolver Rani you know like her fashion gangster but this is truly something else because of course she's playing a double role you know there's two of her she is Tanu who we saw in the first film but she to Kusum. Uh, Kusum is a national level Haryandi athlete. And you know, Kusum is a self-made woman, extremely strong, uh, speaks with an extremely strong Haryandi accent. And honestly, um, now I've got a girl crush on Kusum, uh, I just fell in love with her. <laughs> Don't know what to do. Though I have to warn you that the story is extremely convoluted and... Uh, it's almost illogical. It just goes from one thing to the next. and You know, it's very, very um, tangled. People keep falling in love with each other, you know, because there are two of uh, Kandana Madhavan, who is the husband, Manu Sharma, the doctor. Based doctor. Uh, but when we meet Tanu and Manu in the opening sequence, they can't stand each other. Their marriage is on the rock. Um, you know, Tanu comes back to India. Manu follows. But then Manu starts to fall in love with Kutum. Who is uh, personality wise completely different from Tanu but looks exactly like her, except with short hair and buck teeth, and you know, additional subplots and complications. So, it is a very, very um, complex story. Um, complex and not in the sense of layered story, it's just complicated in terms of plotting. Uh, and, and, you know, that and, and it is melodramatic. The climax, which um, I think is supposed to be highly emotional, didn't really work for me at all. But I think what just keeps it going is is Kangana, and especially Kangana as Khutum. I think that character is so magical um, that it just helps you to overlook all the bumps in the story. Uh, I'm going with four stars.
2: Uh, Serena Khan, thank you very much for your tweet, saying, where has Jimmy Shegel been? Um, now, we last saw him in the movie Bang Bang, which was a massive hit. He played Hrithik's brother. who's in the beginning of the movie. But, of course, he is in Tanu Wed's Manu Returns. And um, the Asian Network caught up with him, firstly, to ask him about his role in the movie.
6: My role in Tanu Wed's Manu is uh, basically the same as the part one, wherein I played uh, Raja Avati's uh, character and uh, mostly all the characters in Tanu Vegmanu Returns are, uh, you know, from the first part and this is about five years later, four years, five years later and some of them have matured and some of them are still the same. I was very, very confident about Tanu Vegmanu Returns and uh, because of the way the storytelling was, the way the screenplay was, the way the characters had evolved and the way the story was moving ahead, I always knew that this is a far more entertaining film than the first one. And today, since the film is already released over here, you'll see all the reviews which says this is the best sequel ever made. I'm just uh, I'm just an actor. For me, cinema is, is the medium and uh, I just love acting in films. I'm not only talking about my Hindi films and my Punjabi films that I try to do pretty regularly. But I'm totally open to South films, I'm totally open to Bengali films. If somebody comes ahead and he gives me a, 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 a nice story, a nice character in any other language, I would react to it like, like an actor would. And I would love to do something like that. So the big, big step that Priyanka has taken and gone ahead and done something like Pontico. I love the theatre. I mean, I love the trailer of the this thing of, of Pontico and I'm a big, huge fan of these kind of series. So I just I I, I love the fact that she's gone ahead and and you know kind of crossed over and gone there and done something like this hats off All all the, the ones that you can talk about they're all there, starting from Lost to Prison Break to uh, you know you name it. House of Cards, Game of Thrones. I've seen them all. <laughs> now right now I've got two Punjabi films releasing. Uh, one is called Hero. Uh, with the subtitle, Naam Yaad Rathi. And uh, that is releasing on the 10th of July, worldwide. Uh, it's directed by Baljeet Singh Deo, and uh, it's got Surveen Chavla in it, and it's got Mukul Dev also, and Chilinder Mahal and stuff like that. Again, a commercial film, but based somewhere from true incidents, based on a true story that my director had somewhere experienced when he was young and it's his way of telling this story in in, in the form of a movie. It's very interesting, if you've seen the trailer, you'll understand what kind of a film it is and and, you know shot really brilliantly, the entire film is shot in Canada and uh, this releases on the 10th of July and I'm really looking forward to it because I want to see people's reactions to something like this you know otherwise there's the usual comedies and this and that happening which is just going through the same kind of uh, 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 filmmaking that is just happening regularly and just churning out money and stuff like that. I want to see people's reaction with a film like this. Something that has challenged you a lot, that is the film that I'm working on right now. We finished the India portion, it's called Shariq. That's the Punjabi film that I'm currently shooting for. And uh, we finished the India portion, we're gonna now be shooting, we'll be shooting for the UK portion somewhere in July. And that's something that has really, really challenged me because, you know, I had to portray a character which is from 23, 24 years uh, old and then moves on to, say, you know, 30s, early 40s, late 30s, early 40s, and then moves on to the uh, to the early 50s and uh, mid 50s and stuff like that. So, yes, and, and obviously it's a very, very uh, uh, you know, painful journey in terms of, in terms of uh, uh, being challenged as an actor also and feeling the pain of that particular character because, you know, Sharik is basically something which is like, is basically the, the rivalry between families, between brothers and uh, families and, uh, you know, uh, because of land, because of properties, because of money, could be because of uh, a woman, could be... So it's a very, it's something that is happening in almost every single household, all over. You do make a film to entertain people, there will be songs, there will be drama, there will be action because you need all that. But then again, somewhere if you can if you can send a message and if even a thousand people say that, you know, we hold our hands and we want to put an end to this epidemic, I think it will mean a
1: lot to us.
2: Saturday with Raj and Pablo on BBC Asian Network.
3: Now impress audiences and critics alike with his performance in movies like Rena Herteri Dilmi, Rangdi Basanti, Three Idiots, and Thanu Ved's Manu. He's probably the only South Indian actor that has a pan Asian following. He was last seen in Jodi Breakers opposite Bipasha Basu, but and his main philosophy is that content is more important than stars. He's been off our screens for three years and he's made his comeback. In the sequel to Tanu Edzmanu, Tanu Edzmanu Returns, is, of course, Mr. R. Madhavan. And we
2: asked him all about his role in the
3: movie. My
0: role in Tanu Manu Returns is that of a, a middle-aged uh, married man who is going through a, a bad marriage, uh, stuck in London. And uh, it apparently seems like his wife and he want completely the opposite in life. And therefore, uh, he makes uh, you know he, he he does what is best uh, uh, to save the marriage, uh, but ends up uh, in a in a mental asylum. And then how uh, this couple, this middle-aged couple, find love again is the essence of the story. Well, in the three, uh, previous film, uh, it was uh, just come and Me, and it was a film about uh, a London returned doctor who uh, goes to the uh, turmoil of. Uh, falling in love with the girl who he first sees for marriage and how uh, it's become very difficult for him to uh, look at any other girls and he decides to, you know, stick with his first love and how it uh, becomes successful in that. In the second one, it's about uh, uh, the marriage gone sour and it's got two kanganas. Uh, And uh, it's obviously, uh, you know, uh, uh, an author-backed role for her. So it was very tough for me uh, as an actor to stay quiet and subtle without any dialogues and still have to stand up uh, for two uh, Kanganas who were brilliant in the film. Was it nice being with the tandavitz team again? Absolutely. It was like going back to old friends and family. You spend six months trying to make a movie and then you hope and pray that it does well. But a few things that are under your control are the ability... In which, with which you spend those six months uh, uh, when you're, uh, when you're um, uh, uh, shooting for the film. And it's always uh, a pleasure to be with the team of Thunderwoods Manu. How do I balance my work and my personal life? Well, uh, right now, uh, it's more balanced. It's more tilted towards uh, the work right now because I've taken a sabbatical for three years. Just to find uh, the excitement again in my life, to find the fire in my belly so I can act the way I used to when I first started. And uh, and I'm very grateful that my family has actually stood by me. Um, hopefully, after at least my next Salah Karus in the next three, four months, I'll be able to devote more time to them. I think uh, there's no marriage in the world because doesn't go through a phase where people say listen I think uh, you're not happy with me, uh, I think you'll find somebody better than me and you know leave me alone this is not worth saving let's just go walk our different ways uh, but I think that's the sense of a relationship and the strains of a marriage on a relationship but um there are other things that happen, um, there are other ways that love manifests itself once you get married and uh, it has to transform into acceptance, into respect, into sometimes ignoring the other person's uh, eccentricities and still moving on and that's what life's all about after marriage. The next uh, is, a, is a film where I'm playing a retired boxer and the name of the film is called Sara Kadus. And it's being produced by Mr. Rajkumar Hirani and me together. And it's bilingual, so it's been shot separately in Hindi and Tamil. And it should should release by the third quarter of this of this year. I had to take a break for one year, make my body look like an ex-boxer, and train. Uh, so I did that in Los Angeles.
3: That's it from us this week. Remember to catch us next week from 10 a.m. on Saturday. If you missed anything, it's all available online at BBC.
2: Until then, stay safe and keep loving Bollywood. Bye. Thank you for downloading from BBC Asian Network. For more downloads, including Tommy Sandu's Best Bits, the official Asian download chart, and Asian Network reports,
4: log on to the BBC Asian Network website.